You're listening to The Trading Show. This is the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. We're your hosts, Andy and Angela Smith, husband and wife team and co-founders of Lifestyle Trading. Are you ready to have some fun? Hell yeah! We're back with another episode of The Tradie Show. And I know your ears are going to be loving this one. So this week, you're going to learn the secrets to achieving more with less. Mm, Sounds magical, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Especially when you feel like you're weighed down doing all the things in your trade business, starting at the crack of dawn to burning the midnight oil. Yeah, most business owners feel like there's just not enough hours in the day. We're always switching from one thing to the next and not being entirely intentional when we switch. Yeah, look, (laughs) it's a common problem, that's for sure. The thing is, you have too many problems to solve and not enough time. And that's why I want to talk about the 80-20 principle. There's no doubt about it, Ange. You've always been fascinated by the 80-20 principle, haven't you? Yes, I have. So what is it and why are you telling trade business owners about it today? Well, I'm a sucker for ideas and strategies that help with supercharging productivity because being busy doesn't always mean you're being productive. We certainly don't want to be busy for busy sake. No. And the fact is, it's impossible to handle every task that gets thrown our way or even every task we would like to get done. And as I understand it, not all tasks are created equal. So the 80-20 principle, also known as the Pareto principle, is about finding the small things that give you the biggest results or impact. The idea is that you use the 80-20 to help determine what's of vital importance. Then you delegate the rest of your tasks or simply let them go. Okay, so what you're actually saying there is we spend far too much time working on things that don't actually matter. Aha, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So by zeroing in on the 20% of activities that leads to 80% of your results, you'll actually achieve better productivity and profit in your trade business, plus better efficiency and happiness in life. Whoa, that's a big call. It is, but (laughs) it's actually a well-documented concept. The principle has been around for a really long time. It was discovered by an Italian economist, Vilfredo Pareto, way back in 1897. But it was Richard Koch who wrote about the concept more recently in his book called The 80-20 Principle, Achieve More with Less. His book has highlighted the importance of learning and applying the principle. It sounds like this 80-20 principle has stood the test of time For a good reason. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. The concept isn't about the numbers. The 80% and 20% are kind of just indicators. 80-20 is about adopting this mindset to help you focus on what things will deliver the most reward and the best results in business and in life. Like what's the 20% that's leading to the 80%? Yes. So let me give you an example so that it makes Mm -hmm. a bit more sense. Yes. In business, 80% of your productivity comes from 20% of tasks on your to-do list. So this would help you focus your time on high impact tasks that increase your profits. And if it's about working harder on the tasks that matter the most, how do we know which tasks are a high impact? Well, that's a really good question. Inside Lifestyle Trading Membership, we teach members how to apply the 80-20 principle in a trade business, but also in life with the exact action steps. There are 
absolutely so many applications for this 80-20. So never assume that you know the answer on where to focus this 20%. The thing is, most trade business owners are so busy, and Ange mentioned that earlier, but we're so busy and we run around like a chicken with their head cut off. But majority of the people that I work with, when I actually sit down with them and understand exactly what they're doing, there's so much fluff, there's so much wasted time. And they'd be able to spend that time on maybe not sitting in the office to all hours a night, but maybe heading to the beach or doing something they enjoy or even working on the business to make sure they're getting the best bang for their buck. Exactly. So this is where the 80-20 is perfect because when you actually understand the principle and apply it to your business, then you'll really hone in on where you should be spending your time so that you get 80% of the gain. Yeah, and let's think about it this way. You know, when you focus on customers that make you the most money, if you categorize them into the A, B, C, D customers types, we've discussed this in a previous podcast episode this season, but 80% are likely to be C and D grade customers and 20% are likely to be A and B grade customers. Yes, but that's actually not how we operate, is it? And that's why lots of trade business owners are perhaps not making money. Mm-hmm. 80% of their customers are making you 20% of the profit. Which means that 20% of your customers are making you 80% of your profit. So I do just want to hold the horse for just a sec because podcast listeners, did you actually get that? We just said that super quick, but it's actually incredibly important that I'm going to say it again. 80% of your customers are making you 20% of your profit, which means 20% of your customers are making you 80% of your profits. So who are these 20% of your customers that you really need to understand and hone in on? These are no doubt your A-grade customers. Exactly. So it stands to reason that it still makes sense to know who that 20% of your customers are. You know, customer is king or queen, you tell yourself. Well, no, not every customer. Have you ever stopped to think about which customers make you the most profit and cause you the least headaches? Yes, cause you the least headaches. So by doing a review of your sales in your P&L or perhaps your job management system over the last year, using a report that cuts your revenue and profit by market segment and then even down to customer, you'll actually be able to see the profitability for each customer group. This is another one that's an absolute cracker. So it's likely 20% of your team are your top performers, making you 80% of your revenue and profit, and 80% of your team are making you a measly 20% of your revenue or profit. Yeah, ouch. But I bet yes. they think that they are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. Every tradie thinks they're killing it. And that's why creating KPIs so your whole team are on the same page with expectations and the steps to achieving these goals are so important in a trade business. Yeah, it's important to keep an eye on your team's metrics. Not only does it keep the team on track to hit the targets that you set, but it keeps the tradespeople honest in their day-to-day activity. God, I love a good process. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And just on that, it's important to deal with these guys differently. Let's call them high performers or rock stars. You know, if you recognize and you reward your rock stars in the same way you do with your average performers, then what's making the rock stars really wanting to step up? So maybe they'll even look at moving on and finding a company that does reward them for how good they are. 
I suppose we can see this the other way too, that if your average performers can see all the perks of being a rock star, it'll motivate these average employees to do better. Definitely. Well, that's what we hope anyway, right? Yeah. And if they're not motivated to do better, well, maybe they're not a best fit for your business anyway. Yeah, exactly. But what other things can trade business owners apply in their business with the 80-20 rule? Well, as a trade business owner, you'd have a list of services you provide, right? So let's talk plumbing. You'd have things like block drains, installing hot water systems, pipe relining. Maybe as a landscaping business, you'd think of things like garden design or garden maintenance and retaining walls, for example. Yeah, that's right. But those services don't make you an equal amount of profit, right? That's exactly the point. Uh So in your trade business, do you know which services are more profitable? Because this idea being used for the 80-20 principle is here too. If you knew which ones, you'd actually go all in on the most profitable services, the ones that you most enjoy. Yeah, we teach our members the how. And what's important to note is once you've identified your best performing services, you need to tweak your strategy, including your business plan, where you want to prioritise these things, along with your marketing plan to reflect these priorities. Exactly. Sorry to interrupt the episode today, but there's something really exciting happening and I know you're chomping at the bit to tell our listeners more about it, aren't you, Andy? Yes, I am. We are super excited to let our listeners know that we're touring the country again with our Lifestyle Tradie Live event this September. Hell yeah! Other than your bolt head, what can our listeners (laughs) expect to see? Come on, come on. That's a bit rough. Well, they'll see how to go from chaos to control. With the ever-changing economy and those high interest rate rises, there's never been a more important time to get your business structure right. I'd like all our listeners to think of it like an in-person, intimate podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. We really are real people. We don't just live here in podcast land. Listen, if you're sick and tired of working super long hours, you want to get off the tools, scale the business, maybe even sell the business, or just want to work on your business and not in it, then Lifestyle Tradie Live is for you. If you truly want to make more profit, gain back your time to spend it with friends and family, or take that three-week camping trip you've always been putting off, then tell your wife or business partner to come along to Lifestyle Tradie Live in a capital city near you, because nothing changes if nothing changes. Take this first step to really set your business up for success. As Andy said, there has never been a more important time to get this right. You will love it. Register now at lifestyletradie.com.au. So, Andy, a question to ask is, in light of what you just said, do you actually have the right equipment and skill set within your team to maximise this profitable work? Well, that's a great point. Plus, you want to prioritise these jobs at dispatch, you know, like moving work to accommodate these high profitable jobs. Agreed. In essence, the 80-20 principle is helpful in bringing clarity when deciding where to focus your effort and your resources. Exactly. So they were really good examples that you can apply right across the team, you know, from a dispatch scheduler right through to the boys out in the field. So it is really easy and a quick way to prioritise your time and hence where you lay your attention. Because the thing is, if you're always working on a low value tasks and services, and if you're still really focused on these C and D grade customers, 
then 80-20 could make a huge difference in your business. Once you get the hang of it and it becomes literally like a culture piece for you, it's not a one-time exercise. And it's not just about work either, is it, Ange? You can apply this 80-20 rule in your life as well. Yeah, you sure can. By applying 80-20, the premise is you'll get more out of your day and you'll actually feel happier in your personal life when you focus on what is most important to you. So it sounds great in theory, but tell us more. Well, it is great. So let me explain. 80-20 helps you divide your valuable time and create more balance and joy in your day. So it's not about finding the perfect solution. It's about finding what makes you feel, I guess, productive and happy and pursuing those few things instead of being weighed down by doing it all. Come on, Anne, give us an example. Okay. (laughs) Well, before I do, I love this quote by Richard Koch. He actually wrote, 80% of achievement and happiness takes place in 20% of our time. We let life happen to us rather than shaping our own lives. So what you're saying is, like I said earlier, we all run around like headless chooks trying to be everything to everyone and it sometimes is making us miserable. Yeah, it is. Uh That's what I'm talking about. We actually have the capability to design our life instead of it being by default. So say you spend 20% of your time, I don't know, with people that bring you 80% of happiness, then spend more quality time with those who make you happy. And to be really clear about it, I guess I'm asking you all to think about who exactly that is. Like literally think about your friendship group and name them like out loud. I know you guys are driving. So who are the people that are most important to you that give you the most joy? So what you're saying, Angie, is I shouldn't be talking about my mates I go surfing with or who I go to golf with. You're actually saying I should just spend more time with you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You've got the right idea. So the thing is, few people spend enough time and thought cultivating their own happiness, I suppose. They let life and others dictate their day instead of them designing, you know, their own perfect day. So that's all great, but is there any other tips that our listeners can relate to with this 80-20 principle in their lives? Well, (laughs) to be honest, I'm just getting started. I know you are. That's why I asked. But there is a really (laughs) obvious one and you're all, when I say this, you're all going to go, oh, but when you stop and think about it, most of us use the same same clothes over and over again. You're talking about me right there. I pretty much have, what, 57 now black tees and my same gym black shorts, Nike shorts, or my, in the colder weather, my same black Nike tracksuit pants. Yeah, that that's what you're saying? Yes, you're a Nike, Wookiee, uh, Nike brand advocate. Mm-hmm. I am saying that. So we use 20% of our wardrobe 80% of the time. So this is a prime opportunity for us to go through our wardrobe and pull out stuff that you haven't worn for a really long time and donate most of it to charity and simplify even your routine in the morning with maybe fewer options. You're like the poster child. Well, I can tell you what, whenever I'm going out, if it's going to work, I know exactly what I'm going to wear. I, I know Angie always like, what am I going to wear today? And I'm just like, black tea, baby, let's go. <laughs> and then we go out in the weekend. You're like, what am I going to wear tonight? And I'm like, black jeans, black tea, let's go, baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happens in our life. <laughs> it is, it is. But when it comes to my phone, it's a bit of a different story, isn't it? If only about 20% of the content on our phones or TV is responsible for 80% of your enjoyment, the other 80% is absolute filler. It's a massive time waster right there. Well, isn't that an Mm eye-opener to highlight the importance of the 80-20 rule? So the moral of 80-20 is if you're going to spend time on something, spend it on what matters most. The 80-20 principle is a tool to help you decide what are those right things, right? 
Well, like all good principles, though, it'd be worth noting a few of the drawbacks. Okay, that's a fair sentence. 80-20 is not a mathematical law. It's like a general observation. So one of the limitations is people sometimes mistakenly conclude that if 20% of factors should get priority, then the other 80% can be ignored. Well, don't entirely neglect the small tasks, these what I call lower value tasks, because eventually some of the small tasks will actually become important. And the other one is prioritising high impact and lower impact tasks is not an exact science, especially if you've been basing your decisions on past performance. Yeah, fair, because circumstances change, right? So the 80-20 principle is not always useful for, say, designing strategies for the Uh future. Because that said, I am a huge advocate of this 80-20 principle. With only 24 hours in a day, you actually need to use your time and your energy and your resources wisely. Okay, and what listener dilemma are we going to solve today in Ask A&A Anything? Well, what are people using in terms of vehicle tracking for their fleets? That's the question we're getting asked. And we discussed this in considerable length in an episode on devices in the field back in season nine. So scroll back through your feed to listen if you had missed it. Yeah, that's true. We focus more on the why of vehicle tracking back in that episode rather than the what. So just a quick recap. Vehicle tracking is not about spying on your team all the time, right? No, for most trade businesses, you're working not just in one 20-kilometre radius geographically. So vehicle tracking helps reduce travel time because jobs can be scheduled across the fleet based on the truck's locations, amongst other things. But I do believe it's impossible to operate a streamlined business without having eyes on your vehicles. But you've got to have a policy in place as well. Agreed. We talked about the importance of making it standard procedure in that previous episode. We actually also clarified that Australian law does allow you to track your company vehicles using GPS, though rules do differ slightly between each state and territory. In Dr. Drip, we used GPS tracking systems called WixTrack, and that was great from us. It was about $20 per month per device, and that figure is probably a little bit out of date now, but it just gives you a bit of an idea. We then had an auto electrician to install each device for an individual fee. I remember that, depending on where you install it. We always installed them under the dash so that our team couldn't tamper with it. Well, some staff seem to find their way around these things. It's always a bit of a laugh at what they try and get up to. But I know some of our members are using Fleet Dynamics for GPS tracking. And by all reports, they seem happy with them. Yeah, they do. But like anything, you need to do your own research and understand your why before making an investment in any type of technology for your trade business. Yeah, that's right, Ange. The thing is, I believe every trade business should have GPS tracking through their trucks because it saves on overtime, it saves on dispatching. Like there's so many good things. If you don't have GPS on your fleet of trucks now, I definitely guarantee you it's costing you money. Absolutely. When you start looking at gross profit margins of a job, time is one of the factors that we as trade business owners fail to really look at closely. And this is where GPS can actually help you make money on time. And there's been so many times where customers have said you weren't there on the job for so long or whatever that they may be saying. And you've got all the data, you've got all the um, information and proof to go back to them. So definitely, if you don't have GPS through your track of vehicles, do it and do it now. 
All right, I reckon that's all we got time for today. Yes, and as always, we hope you've been able to take a gold nugget out of this episode and apply it in your trade or contracting business. So that's it from us. Thanks for listening. Have the best week, crew, and see you next week. See you. Subscribe to The Tradie Show wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Rate and write us a review. Or for more information about Lifestyle Tradie, head to lifestyletradie.com.au.